What's up everybody, Kevin Wagstaff here with Spectora Spotlight and today we have the pleasure of getting to talk to Farron West, um, one of our earlier customers, one of our earlier multi-inspector companies that started with Spectora and he is just uh, a high energy entrepreneur that um, goes, we go all over the place a little bit here but he is entertaining nonetheless um, and is just a great guy, <clears throat> very straightforward but a very caring person that um, you can tell just lives life to its fullest and uh, lives with a lot of zest and energy. Um, he has a very diverse background um, and actually has grown his company to, I think, four people now um, and ready to hire another two. So um, a very fun, entertaining conversation. We talk about the future of the industry where he has some very strong opinions and viewpoints. Um, tips to grow your business, um, things that inspectors should be looking out for. We talk a little bit about work-life balance. Very broad-ranging uh, conversation with Farron. So um, without further ado, enjoy my interview with Farron West. Hey, there we go. Right on, man. I didn't know which one to pick. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was just texting you back. You figured it out, though. I am. I'm pretty quick, man, like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on man living the dream brother how are you pretty good i'm getting over a sickness i got coming back from the ashi conference but i'm getting better uh -oh. uh, that's not good man you get a cold flu what's going on yeah just a cold just the the old flu on a plane probably with a bunch of other sick people cold yeah just start yelling at people what's wrong with you are you sick what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> Where, yeah. where are you headed to that caused you to uh, have to do this on the, on the road, man? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, uh, my wife and I, we bought a rental property or a duplex. And uh, I was just at a plumbing store getting plumbing. And sorry, I just forgot. I got contractors there cutting windows for the basement and stuff. So um, yeah, Love it. just pulling pull in a bunch of different directions. But yeah, it's fun. I like investment properties. What about yourself? Do you do, do, you do that? Step into that world? Um, have, yeah, just one or two and just kind of the usual kind of self landlording kind of thing. And so, um, learning, yeah, exactly. on the, learning on the fly, like everyone else. Right. Build the plane while you're in the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets, it gets exciting. There's a, I'm going to do PEX plumbing. I've never done PEX plumbing, so we'll see how it goes. And you're, <laughs> are you pretty, I guess, uh, versatile when it comes to the world of just handyman work or just general knowledge of how to fix everything? Yeah, pretty well versed. I mean, I've, we've, I've flipped the house the, um, three years ago. I, I shouldn't say I flipped it. I, I had a rental and I rehabbed it okay. and we did everything. Um, yeah, I've done a fair amount of pretty much I've touched everything. There's certain areas that I'm not super comfortable with or haven't done, which like HVAC. I haven't done a lot of heating, ventilation, air conditioning. I haven't done that. Um, everything else I've pretty much done on a house. I've never done um, cement siding. Okay. So putting in windows, framing, roofing, electrical, plumbing, um, yeah, I've never done tile work either, but you know, just comes in time. I like it. It's fun. It's fun to experiment. And, and, um, the quote I got was 7,500 to fix and I bought the materials for 1400. So I said, you get a $6,000 risk reward ratio. We'll see what happens. I like it. I like when you break down to numbers, you're like, I think I could do, I could do that amount of work where I'd still be okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> lower quality. Yeah, right. We save six. <laughs> Doesn't have to be perfect. Just has to work. And that's what I want. So, uh, I don't so know. I know a little sketchy. Go ahead, sorry. I know you're the traveling man. Where have you been lately? What have what have the last couple of months looked like for you in terms of traveling? We used to travel a lot, quite a bit, but we we don't travel that much because my oldest son's 17 and my youngest is 13, and we've we've gone, uh, we've taken him to uh, 12, 15 countries. We traveled all over, and uh, we usually take like one month and two month trips. And so 
that's our, that's how we burn all our money. But <laughs> my son <laughs> apparently wants to go to college. He, uh, he wants, uh, we burn all the money going traveling. So he wants to go to college. So that's why we're buying the rentals because it gives us about a five year time horizon nice. to um, dial everything in. And so we're not tra- We're going to go to Maine this year. We never travel around the U S we've traveled outside all over Australia and Ireland and all over Europe, um, Iceland, but it's, we, we haven't done anything in the U S maybe four States, five States. Terrible. That's what about you? You know, we have just been doing travel for work lately. So conferences, um, you know, maybe a family trip this next, uh, this next summer, take our daughter somewhere, but yeah, I got to get out of the country, man. You've, you've inspired me to get out of the country. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. You should, man. It's super fun. Have you traveled outside the U S much or not a ton. Um, I have <clears throat> obviously had a short stint playing uh, basketball in the Philippines, so I've, I've been there and then um, lived. In oh, China. that's awesome! I didn't know that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all. Yeah, no, I was okay back in the day, a, lo- a lot of years ago. Um, and then, yeah, I lived in Panama growing up in the military, so I've been a few places, but not as many as I'd like. A few places. That's freaking awesome. Do you scuba dive? Not yet. <laughs> oh, you gotta dive, man. Especially being in the Philippines, I would thought for sure you'd learn how to dive. Right, right. I hear the diving's fantastic. That's great, man. We got to shoot some hoops. Then I used to be good back like forty-five years ago or something. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll always shoot around and just shoot the shit with someone. You know, I think that's some of the funnest times is just like shooting around and chatting about life. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because it's hard. I went and played probably two years ago, and I, I mean, I, I was like probably Division two college level. That's about how good I could play, and. um and I played against a guy that used to play for UC Berkeley, a point guard. And I'm, I'm 43, so two years ago, 41. And he's left-handed, and he's about 5'5". Five, five. I'm 6'2". And, man, I tried to keep up with that guy. It, was, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he scored maybe eight points on me, ten points on me. I scored like six on him. But he almost swatted me. And he's like 5'5", five, 5'4". Five, 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 he almost swatted me on a three-point shot. And I was like, dude, I'm two feet in the air. And my extension is probably nine, nine, ten foot, and you almost swatted the ball. That is amazing. You know, that's the exact reason why. Just like probably most of the people listening, we all get to an age where like the young kids start just dicing us up, and then it's like, you know what? I'll find another sport to play. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be basketball. <laughs> it's not going to be magical. You have to put your ego away. You're just like, okay, I'm old. Whatever. This yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Because otherwise, you beat yourself up, and I, I totally agree. I, I got into CrossFit about two years ago for that exact reason I, I want functional fitness i'm not gonna have duncan's a pretty big risk reward for me man i wouldn't try that right now yeah oh all about the functional stuff and uh that's cool yeah. that's really awesome because to me you know i'm sure we'll eventually talk about the home inspection business but um like in general keeping the healthy body healthy mind thing is something most people don't do in general so completely agree you know what one thing i'm really surprised and because this is like the perfect time to actually chat about this. In January, everybody gets the New Year's resolutions, and it's like losing weight, going to the gym. But I don't see any person, and this is one of the things I'm focusing on, I don't think of a single person saying, I want a better night of sleep. That's me, man. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm over 40, right? I'm just like, all I want is like a good solid six to eight hours of sleep and not being interrupted, not waking up for some reason, or stressing about business, or upcoming lawsuit, or some some stupid, you know the stuff you fabricate out of your own mind of fear. So I mean, that's, that's my focus this year. I love that more tactical and more specific things that are just practical instead of, Oh yeah. Grow the business by X, Y, or Z. Like I think i like the more dialed in stuff is good. 
It's, I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I like it's a quality of life issue. That's why I, I was in tech for three and a half years. So I'll give you a quick rundown back background if you want. I think we chatted about this before, but just so you, if you want. Yeah, let's do this. Let's let's okay. tell tell all the listeners who you are, where you're from, how long you've been around, and just uh, who are you. I'm amazing. That's who I am. They're going to be like, this is the most sarcastic asshole ever. Sorry, I'll try not to cuss, but, you know, shit happens. No, um, do you. you got to be fair or else I'm not going to like it. It's going to be inauthentic. So you got to do you. Do me, yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in construction. My father has been in – we did a septic system, um, troubleshooting repairs, installation, and uh, anything dealing with water. So we did foundation repairs some pump installations from like 1976 on I was born in 75 and we grew up super poor. So pretty, pretty much child labor, you know, you want to eat, you're going to go out and dig or you're <laughs> right. going to put some wires together. You, you know, you, you're just going to do what you need to do, right? You're hungry. So I'm like, dad, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. And so I got used to doing some gnarly stuff. I mean, some, yeah, that's a beer conversation that I don't want to scare people, <laughs> but you just get used to it. Right. Yep. Yep. It's like, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm jumping in the septic tank because, Oh, this sucks. I got to fix this so I can get 150 bucks to go eat today. So, I mean, I, I grew up doing that. And then I managed his construction company um, for about four years post-college. And I started my first business when I was 18, the wine barrel business. I grew up in, in Northern California. Uh-huh. And so, uh, um, the wine, it's wine country up there. And so my, my father knew a friend that was selling a business for six grand. And what he would do is buy barrels, wine barrels, full wine barrels, from wineries and then cut them in half and sell them in the Bay area to nurseries and such and double, double his money. Hmm. And so we, yeah, we bought his company. I paid my dad off of, after one year and then uh, I just ran it and it was super sketchy. You know, we don't, when you don't know what you're doing and, but you still want to make money. It, it's totally building a plane in the air. And that's what I was doing. I was driving a 20, if you can imagine this, if you've ever been to San Francisco, which it sounds like you have um, driving a 24 foot flatbed, two tons, Oh, you still there? Farron, can you still hear me? Yeah, I think you dropped off. Yep. You there? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Okay. No worries. You were saying uh, a flat driving a flatbed through San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's an entrepreneur, right? You just, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I always be that way. Um, yeah. Sorry. I don't know what happened. I, you either lost me or I lost you for a second. I apologize. Um, yeah. So I was doing that and, um, and I did that for four years and then I managed my dad's construction company. And then I, I met my girlfriend, which is my wife now, and she wanted me to go back to school. So I went back to school for computer science because blue collar work is it's so cyclical. You know, you, you work your ass off during the summer and then during the winter you're poor and you don't work at all. And so um, that's when we went from San Francisco, the Bay Area to Seattle area. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, we, moved, we moved up here in 2000. That's when the telecom bubble burst. And uh, it, I made stupid money in high tech. I did it for three and a half years, worked for six different companies. And, but everybody above me, I was making like 250 a year when I was 23, 24 years old, Oof. but everybody 
above me had like coke problems were like actively cheating on their wife were like a hundred pounds overweight were totally bald and i was like dude this all sucks this sucks i don't want to go down this road right because i thought you know you thought you're thinking oh i'm gonna be you know because i had a company credit card i'd fly all over and i covered 12 states and but when you have wife and kids it's not i mean if you want to get divorced it's a perfect road to go down man it's it's perfect (laughs) but i I did not want to go down that road and so I, uh, my wife and I had to kind of come to Jesus meetings, so to speak. And we're like, okay, we got to switch gears. This is not going to work. I'm traveling and working 80 hours a week. We got one small child at the time. And so I looked at three different avenues. I really liked real estate because my dad had owned properties when I was growing up, investment properties and such. And, um, and so I knew that area, there's a big leverage point in that in real estate. And so I looked at becoming a realtor, looked at becoming an appraiser, looked at becoming a home inspector. Mm-hmm. And I, only, I knew one realtor up there because I was in tech and he's like, dude, you're going to starve for like two years as a realtor. And I was like, I can't starve for seven minutes, dude. I can't starve. <laughs> like, right, right. No way. There's no, there's transition has to be seamless. And so I looked at appraisal and it's like 2,500 hours or something. You have to work under somebody, which is like a year plus work for like 12 bucks an hour. So basically I'm, I'm working at Burger King for a while. And I'm like, that doesn't work either. And so I looked at home inspection in Washington state at the time. They had no test to get involved in home inspections. And I mean, I had, I had a good construction background, so I was comfortable with all kinds of areas of construction, but there's certain areas I just had no idea, like air conditioning, HVAC, and I put in water heaters, but I had no idea really how they worked and how to troubleshoot them and you know what, what's a TPR valve and all this stuff. So I went to, um, I decided home inspection was where I was gonna go. And I went to ITA, Kevin O'Malley's company, you know, down yeah. in, in uh, San Diego. It was great, I didn't, I didn't know he was such a creator of the industry. And um, it, it was really good school. Went there for two weeks. You didn't have to go to any school during that time period in Washington State. And I did that. Um, and I, I learned a ton. And then I did a bunch of ride-alongs. One of the women up here that I totally can uh, attribute a lot of my success, or at least my starting success, was uh, Raj Aiden. She owns Cardinal Inspections. The woman, she's probably in her 70s now. But um she, I watched her, I shadowed her on an inspection and any technical questions they have when I was starting out, her and another guy would answer them for me, which was great. But she cranks, man. She does like a thousand inspections a year. Wow. And she goes through a house in like, I don't know, an hour and 15, 20 minutes. And people loved her. Just as, just as little old woman. And, and I was like, <laughs> holy, this is impressive, man. I was like bowing down. You're amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. And it's cool because there's, there's probably five women up here in the industry. And I, like, I love to see that. And some of my friends are um, the females that are in the industry. It's really neat. And so um, I went to inspection training and associates, started my company in 2003. I thought uh, key inspection services or any home inspection service would, would, would scale really well, like a plumbing company or electrical company where you could just start hiring people, train them, and then move on. And I, you can, to a certain respect, I'm getting better at it. Um, we've been around for, 50, oh, I guess, going on 16 years now. We've done over 10,000 inspections. I've done 4,000 myself. And I got three guys that work for me right now that are really good and they're, they're um, technically knowledgeable. So the areas I think that are kind of holes in the home inspection industry that people don't talk about is you can get the technical knowledge relatively easy. And there's most people that are SMEs, you know, subject matter experts, uh-huh. but there's, there's people, you need to be able to do that and you need to be able to communicate with your client, which is your, both your realtor and the homeowner. In, or home buyer, excuse me. And then you got to be able to write a technically good report. And then you have to be able to work for like, you know, 30 to 40% of what you'd get paid if you did it on your own. And so I, I found out it doesn't scale that well. Um, but I'm learning there's different ways of scaling it. 
Um, I'm doing that IEB coaching. They're, they do a good job down there, Derek. And, and uh, God, I can't remember the other guy, Craig, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, Craig, yeah, they're helping me. Yeah, helping me outline some things and changing my perception on some stuff, which I think is super helpful. Because um, I have a successful business and we we're, we're able to travel. I'm able to do what I want, like buy investment properties, things like that. But it's um, something I need to scale a little bit better and get a little bit better at hiring like an office manager, things like that. That's kind of our next stage. Um, and then adding the other services, the ancillary services, because we average about 450 per inspection. And I got friends that I got a friend in Chicago. I think you just chatted with him. Um, and they, they're more in the 850 range per an inspection. And wow. I was like, okay, we need yeah. to, there's some numbers that need to be moved around here to make this happen. So um, yeah, that gives the nickel, uh, the nickel worth of where I started and where I am. And, it's a fun industry. I did. I actually, I'm in a realtor as well. Um, I found out that place sucks, man. Being a realtor sucks. Holy God, man. Unless you're selling like three or $4 million houses or even a million dollar houses. It's a lot of work. You do a lot of work for free. And I'm, I'm so used to leaving an inspection, you know, and you get money at the end. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> you, not being a realtor. It's a lot. No, of you, yeah. A lot of waste of time. You were, you were a realtor for like eight years, right? Didn't you? I was. I've, sh I've showed over a hundred houses to certain clients. Um, oh you, know, my God. you just feel like you're burning through gas money essentially in time. <laughs> but, mm. Kudos yeah. to you, man. I, I, I found out I'm an asshole. I didn't know it until I it was, became a realtor and I was like, I don't, I don't want to show you shit, man. I would just, I just don't want to. I'm like, call me. No, I'm not returning your call. I just, I don't, I don't have much patience. And it's like, you can't, from my perspective, unless you start hiring people and putting people underneath you really quick, which you got to have a ramp, you know, run times to 18 months to two years to do that. Yeah. But it's, um, I didn't have the time cycle nor the patience. And then people cycle in and out of the business so easily. And they're in the barrier to entry to become a realtor. is, Oh my God, it is way harder to become an inspector. I took my test. I studied for like three weeks. One of the 500 page books I read in like three hours. I just literally, I think I got a 96 or something on the test. It was stupid easy. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, the, the home inspection test was easy too, but at least there was more, you had to do more background and more stuff behind it. Um, you know, at least in Washington state, I don't know about everywhere else, but um, it's an interesting industry, both real estate and home inspection. It's going to be, um, I think it's changing quite a bit, both of them. And it's going to be um, fascinating to see where it goes in the next five to 10 years. I mean, what, what do you think? What do you think is going on? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, what do you make of kind of one, the health of our industry um, in terms of like some people think home inspectors are becoming commoditized. Some think there's a move towards multi-inspector companies where the mom and pops is going to go away. And then you got the whole data and insurance side. There's a lot of angles we could dive into here. So like what, what's your initial instinct when you think, okay, where are things headed? Yeah, I think um, that's, that's good. You outlined it really well. That's um, I think, this is going to be just me. I think we're all fucked to be honest with you. You either work, they're commoditizing the industry really, really quickly. And, um, I, I'm really surprised. I looked at this 10 years ago and I started actually writing a home inspection app, um, to teach people how to do their own kind of quote unquote buyers type inspections. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can go in there and do a thorough inspection, but if you're skimming houses, how to do it. But I, I also figured out in that in another business plan that I could, every house inspection we do, be it new construction to a 1900s house, there is at least $2,000, maybe $4,000 worth of business that spins off. And once I put numbers to it, I was like, okay, I talked, so I talked to a roofer, electrician, started laying out all these different people. And I had roofers hand over fist were saying, hey, every roof you give me, 
that turns into a roof will give you 500 bucks cash. And I was like, oh, shit, this industry is toast. I'm like, this, they're, they're going to get a Home Depot in here, and then they're just going to hire people at 25 bucks an hour, and they're going to crank through houses like crazy. That's what I think ultimately will happen in this industry unless you go specialize. That's, we're changing our value proposition into more of like an architect, uh, higher-end consultant instead of being a commoditized fly-through-a-house kind of inspection company. Um, because I think you're going to have somebody, if, if you're thinking about how much money spins off every inspection, and if, if people are willing to pay for it, which is home advisor would, uh, porch would, everybody would pay for these. And that's why they're getting acquired. That's why HomeGate got acquired. That's why Fidelity bought uh, BPG. I think there's just too much data and there's too much um, analytics and there's too much money that spins off immediately. And then you could do predictive analysis, finding out, okay, there's these 17 different houses that are on this block. They're all within 18, 18 years of each other. Uh, okay, predictive analysis will tell you that if every third house is going to need a new roof in eight months or a year or two years, and then they're going to need a water heater. And then you could totally slice down how you do your advertising, how you do your marketing. How, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be crazy. And I think, unfortunately, home inspectors are just going to get squeezed out unless they differentiate themselves quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Huge point. And I think like the, it, if anyone's taking this seriously, it should be either the new or the cheap inspector that doesn't truly have a plan for how they're going to look different. Because you're right. If, what if Home Depot just rolls out a fleet of inspectors that just say, oh yeah, this needs work, this needs work, and, all, and we can get you all the pros to do it. Yeah, what value all of a sudden does the $200 inspection guy bring? Totally. Or even the $500 guy. Because if he comes in there, if I'm, let's say I own Home Depot and I hire a block of guys or I'm, I'm, I train one guy and I say, look, I'm going to train him. I'm going to give him infrared. I'm going to give him all these different tools and train him and turn him into like, let's say, a $70,000 a year employee, full-time pay, you know, insurance, all the car, all that stuff. And he just goes into three to five houses a day and uh, goes through and does a preliminary inspection, like energy audit, kind of cheap stuff not cheap stuff, but I mean like finding out how much insulation you have in your attic and leaks and things like that. And he pulls out a $5,000 roughly project out of half of those houses. So let's say they do, so he does four houses just for sake say, uh, mathematics. That, that, that means he makes $10,000 of potential leads every day. That, the ROI on that guy would be astronomical. They give away the inspection easy. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. And so, I know there's a lot of people in our industry not taking it seriously or not thinking about that, but I think everyone should have it on their radar of like, what's your contingency plan? Like what else, how else are you diversifying your revenue and, or like you said, an architect or a structural engineer or someone that has a higher, um, I guess, perception of their opinion can be differentiated, right? Cause a home buyer could yeah. say, okay, I'll pay for your opinion because you're different. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, and it's strange. You've probably seen it or heard enough people talk about it. It's a little strange. You get different cultures. They don't want to pay for stuff, even though they're buying like a $2 million house. Like up here, we, we have a fair amount of immigrants from, from Microsoft and Amazon. They're from all over the world. And different right. people have different ways of valuing money. And some just, it's just part of their culture. They have a barter system built in. And I don't care. You know, I, I, like, I, I like everybody and I like to screw with people. So whenever they want to negotiate, I just use a different tactic that they're not used to. And it's pretty funny. So it's... Um, <laughs> Like what? Yeah, I oh, I love it because like, I need fifty dollars off, and um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what? If everything goes great, I'm talking perfect on this house. 
I'm going to give you an amazing high five at the end. And they don't know how to deal with it. They're like, what? What? High five? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It screws up their their logic. And then they just go on with the other inspection, 600 bucks. Thanks. I love it. I love it. It just, certain cultures, they don't, they don't deal with humor very well and they don't know how to react and it's, it gets them off, off kilter. And I don't know. I just like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of an asshole, but um, yeah, I just like to have fun with people. And, but everybody up here, I mean, we've, we've got a really good referral base direct from our realtors and direct from uh, companies and uh, referral networks direct, you know, Yelp works okay in a different ways of marketing and such. Um, but we get a lot from um, businesses because they all share who they used, you know, within yeah. Amazon or Microsoft or, or uh, Boeing or, or because we have a large amount of, we're very lucky to live up here in Washington state. Uh, the amount of people migrating here is astronomical and the growth of new construction build outs and everything. And the ripple effect of Seattle getting too expensive and the surrounding um, areas of Snohomish County and Pierce County, which is the North of us and South of us are just building like crazy. And so we we're lucky. I mean, you can make a lot of errors doing business here and still have a really good business. So pretty awesome in that regards. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to get back to the future and data stuff in a minute, but like, Sorry. What are, are you doing stuff or I'm sure IEB, cause I, we sat next to him at the conference at Ashi. And so that's what I was, oh, nice. I texted you or emailed you cause I saw your mug on the TV. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, really? It, it was loop. <laughs> it was looping the whole conference. So I'd look right. And I, would, <laughs> I would see you and Ross's face on there, um, on their little <laughs> video for a, hours on end so that was i am really sorry i will send you the therapy i will send you some money you can just <laughs> well, go as many what? times as you need man i don't mind it looked like you guys had a great time at that restaurant wherever you went down there in houston that looked like a fun time um oh yeah when you guys Amazing. went out nice, yeah. nice place i mean the area we we're in houston itself is interesting I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah we had a great time chatting with greg and dirk um i think they're doing great things i'm guessing you're working with them to one prepare for the future in terms of how to differentiate yourself, but two, how to leverage all the, or how to participate in all the growth that's happening up there. Right. So like, what are some of the things you're doing to say, Hey, we need to get a bigger chunk of this growth that's happening up here as possible. Yeah. The value proposition proposition is what we're trying to change. Um, and I mean, like your software is amazing. You guys do a really good job. So high five to you, man. <laughs> and the website and, and uh, the SEO, Laura, and the, does a fantastic job. Every time I text her or email her, she gets back to me way too quickly. And I'm like, are you just, you're just awake 24 hours a day, man, aren't you? <laughs> so she does a great job. So I appreciate that. Um, but you know, we're, what, what we're doing with IEB and I haven't implemented as well as I wish is kind of, I mean, I, I, I've ran businesses before, um, but I haven't outlined everything I do processes and procedures to where I can eliminate certain things. And your website and scheduling has helped me do that quite a bit and become more efficient with very minimal effort to be honest with you nice. but also how what, what leveling of skills we can add into it um in regards to upsells and i'm still trying to figure out how to massage that properly like we just we some one of the things i'm always thinking about in the back of my mind it when you know, have an employees i think this is the correct way to run a business is that what, what are you doing with your employees for long term i mean are these just transactional employees you keep them around five years and they take off on you or are you trying to build something going forward where they actually have value at, at the end of five years or 10 years or something like that. So what I'm trying to do is not only increase their skill sets with the extra tools and, and procedures and stuff, but also make it safer for them because we, there's a lot of steep roofs up here and how they're building new construction with like a seven, 12 pitch roof. And their houses are really close, less than 10 feet away from each other. 
you getting a 28 foot ladder and going up on a roof is oh. and i'm like dude i flew off a roof one of my other inspectors flew off a roof about seven years ago and i'm like dude we I don't want to roll the dice, man. If you fly off a roof, your wife's coming after me, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's legal or not, she's going to come after me with a shovel or a hammer. And I'm like, I don't want to die either. So um, one of the things we're just now implementing is using the drones. And yes. we, we created a photo pole, which is similar to the one you can buy, I think, on Inspector Outlet or whatever, but it was way too expensive. So we created our own 3D printed photo pole, and it's, it's pretty funky. But we're, we're trying to make it better. Um, but we're, we did get drones, and now we're getting them all licensed. We, it's just a a liability thing, uh, a safety issue. And like all my, the three guys that I have with me now and myself, we're all very active and they love going hiking. And I mean, I would just feel terrible if that was taken away from them because they flew off a roof or something. I would just, I would lose it. And so we're, we're trying to do that. And then we're trying to do the add on services. I did um, from a, uh, up, no, I wouldn't say upselling, but I, one of the things I heard at IEB was talking about like a gold, silver, and a, bra a bronze um, or brass or whatever, um, different levels of, of tiers of uh, service. We're trying to figure out how to do that. And so when people, you know, get an inspection, hey, do you want to do these extra things? And so one of the things I did is I surveyed my realtors and say, look, if we add on these other things and the inspection goes from 450, let's say 650 on average, do you feel like we're going to be upselling these people and we're just selling these people stuff they don't need? Because that's whether or not people like to hear this, this is, this is the truth. The realtor is really your client. You have clients you work for that write you the check or credit card. But if you don't keep your realtor happy, which is you're feeding you, you, um, you ultimately you're not going to have a business. I don't think unless you go direct marketing, which you can, we, we do about 40% that way, but I wouldn't want to rely on that because a, a good realtor up here can crank out 20 to 50 houses, depending on, on uh, how big their team is. And so keeping the realtors happy is what we started out with, which is interviewing them and saying, Hey, if we added X, Y, and Z, is, is, are we going to, violate kind of the principle of of you referring us it doesn't i don't want to look like an upsell company but i also want to look at hey we're trying to protect your client as much as possible we're going to give them the opportunity to buy these other services so i think ieb is kind of helping out with that and hearing the other people in the group um talk about it and chatter about what they're doing and how they're doing it, how they're positioning themselves and the pre-listing inspections which is coming more popular up here um i think that's that's what i think they're doing for me there, and it's, it's fun just to talk to other inspectors that are running multi-inspector firms because there's not many up here that I am um, that are doing it. And, you know, I think the industry average is 92% or less than two, one to two people right. in the industry. I think that's what it was. And so um, to run a multi-inspector firm is a, is a different beast. I mean, I could easily make, just to be blunt, I can make a lot more money just doing inspections myself. But after you've done a couple thousand, at least from my perspective, I get pretty bored. I can, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I want to start more and more businesses. And if I'm out in the field doing inspections, crawling around houses, there's no way I'm going to start my next venture, my next right. one, my next one. So um, that's, that's the, you know, the whole adage of working in the business versus um, working on the business versus in the business. So Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just uh, did another interview with <clears throat> Dwight Wickman out of Florida, who I think just recently joined IEB. So I'm excited for you guys to connect. But yeah, we talked nice. a lot about the ability to scale and valuing your time and your other hobbies and just doing things smarter. And I think IEB attracts a certain type of thinker, um, yeah, type of businessman that like really excites me because, you know, we've connected with them and their energy is great. And so I'm, yeah, I'm excited for you guys. Just, uh, I think it's an amazing group. Yeah, they're smart. They look at it as a business and then it's just one area of business. So I think it's smart. And they're, I like their outlining some industry averages and stuff because I, 
you really don't know. I mean, like when I started out and I went to the ASHI meetings, and this is what I think ASHI took a left turn, and I hope I don't, I'm not going to knock ASHI, but I'll just tell you my thoughts when I went there. 2003 is when I started, and I went there and uh, answer your technical questions, but they would, nobody would share any ideas at well, all. Say and that I, again, no, say that again, Farron, you cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. They wouldn't share any marketing ideas. And I went to school for computer science and marketing. So I had a pretty good idea already about a market. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, how do you, how do you get this ball rolling? I mean, I'm doing no inspections. So, Hey, if you can compete, throw me your crumbs from the garbage. That was what I'll take. But um, nobody would talk about it in the ASCII meetings and such, which I was like, man, why is that? And then they wanted you to spend like 800 bucks to get on their, you know, on their website and then become a local chapter member. And they put you in the lowest tier. And I was like, what the Friday is this? Dude, this makes no sense. And so I think with Nick coming in, Gramika with a, the whole um, Natchy thing, I could just see him why he was going to smack those people. And hopefully I'm not crossing anybody, but that's just my thoughts on how, how it came about. And um, I think he came apart with uh, the marketing angle. And with Ashy um, only doing the technical side, I think people didn't understand how to run a business because you, you can do this. A company or run a home inspection business pretty well if you're a single person and you could be an SME, a subject matter expert, but you can't. Running a company is quite a bit different than running just doing it yourself. And so I think uh, IEB brings helps you outline your you know your next stage and your next stage and your next stage or whatever whatever that might be, and using some um, basic fundamental numbers and such that'll help you understand where you need to be before you take the next step. And so it's, yeah, it's in the yeah. I love it. They just take it such a so many levels deeper, um, and I, it's unfortunate, yeah, that uh, Ashi they probably are they they tended I know in the past to have that more older school approach to things of like oh don't share secrets, but then with obviously the advent of the internet, um, you could find yeah. it online, and uh, Internachi's just done an amazing job of putting out so much content online that I think they just they flooded and killed it with that, and obviously the results kind of show that. Yeah, he, he grew it. I mean, Nick's an interesting gent. I, I've talked to him a couple times online, but I saw him come to a meeting and he, he's a total salesman, whatever. And he's, some people say he's a little slimy. I, I don't know him well enough to have, have a really an understanding of who he is, but um, he definitely he, he cracked the industry and just ripped it apart and said, I'm rebuilding it this way. And his vision, he, like you said, it was a success, man, whether you like him or not. I'm like, he knows how to build a business, man. He kicked ass. So, you know, all, all the high fives to him, man. Way to go. So, they, pro they provide the value, you know, and I know Ashi's trying to modernize and, uh, you know, they got Dave Kogan down there trying to do some, um, some new things. So hopefully they, they kind of come around and realize, Hey, you got to, the bar is a lot higher nowadays and, um, you got to take it a level deeper, but. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, they're, they're really good. I like, I, I mean, everybody I've ever met in Ashi has been awesome. So, I mean, I can't say anything bad about the people I've met in the, in there. I just think their, their structure and their approach for building a business was, like you said, old school. And I think they just got spanked by the, the advent of the internet and not thinking two or three steps ahead. It's like Amazon buying, you know, planes. Like, dude, you have to think down the road, like decades and figure out what's going to happen. Right. I mean, it's in a smaller version. It's like, that's how every home inspector that's listening to this should be thinking of like, who's, got, who's out there trying to wipe me out right now and how do I stay 10 steps ahead of them? Um, if, yeah. you, if you want to keep doing this as a profession, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, you, if you keep it like, yeah, just sticking with your own network and trying to survive, you're going to get wiped out. And I think, I, I, I will, I'll mark my words, man. I bet you an Ashy, not Ashy, excuse me, a Home Depot is going to jump into this at some point. And 
yeah, a lot of the lower end guys, if you haven't differentiated your skill set or, or tightened down your realtor base or however you get your leads, it's, um, you're going to get spanked out of this industry pretty quickly. And yeah, you're going to be saying, would you like fries with that? Because your, your job's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, you give it, you give it real, you do the real talk and you give it to people straight. And uh, <laughs> yeah, cause if you're not doing radon or mold or you don't have a, you know, structural background, it's like, you're right. They could train someone up for, you know, 20 bucks an hour and do the same thing. Totally. And they come with a flashy shirt. And I mean, that's what, Dramico did with giving away logos to make you look professional right away. And I mean, that's just smart. And I think Home Depot or Lowe's is pretty close to it because what, isn't Dramico in? You put money in the porch and then porch uh, bought ISN and then Lowe's is partnered with porch. I mean, there's a lot of intermingling of a lot of people with the different uh, or compatible um, business models and stuff that could, you know, you get them fine tuned like a fist and they, they can really go after the industry so it's gonna be an interesting interesting yeah. ride at least there's definitely segments forming and investments that are very interesting to keep an eye on so we'll see how they play out man there's a lot of vc money getting in this game really i mean if, if you see how uh compass from the real estate side came into what they have a billion dollars in funding or something they're they're looking for the same angle for how to make as much money off of every real estate transaction possible we've never done some of this stuff the lead gen selling off leads. I don't know. I'm still quite figured out if I'm comfortable with it because I just, I don't like try, I don't like sharing my customer data um, and making money off of it. I just feel, I don't know. It's more of a hang up on my side psychologically, but um, I just feel weird doing that. Like, Hey, yeah, if you call Comcast, I make 200 bucks or you go to ADT, I make 200 bucks or I don't know. I still feel a little bit weird about that. So I've, I've not done that ever. Yeah. To, to me, the, the big, bridge to gap is um, like if the customer asks for it and wants it, then it's something they're going to go get anyway. And so like the, we just haven't figured out obviously as an industry, how to have it be the customer that says, yes, I would like you to give me some contractor names and then inspector initiates it and then gets some type of um, benefit or reward. It is a dicey thing. And like, we're still obviously, thinking like, gosh, how can this work out to where everyone gets what they want and everyone gets compensated appropriately? Yeah, you know, I thought of a business model, um, this is a total tangent just for two seconds, but um, like kind of a Craigslist business model where you had instead of called inspector list and mm. your inspectors are the only people that could refer people on this list. And if let's say John and, and let's just say John in Seattle, he has a good favorite plumber, electrician, roofer, all these different people. And he, decides, Hey, you know, if you come to the website and look for uh, my name, you'll see all my referrals. So he's kind of separated from it, but these are people that I refer based on X, Y, and Z. And the only people that can put on their name on that list um, are, are inspectors can only put people on that list. So it's not like cause you can hack Yelp, you can hack these other different things where you can get a bunch of people to do your own referrals. But I think if you made it where inspectors um, created the list, I think it'd be a pretty interesting way. And I think you could get paid on the back end and not be immoral or unethical and just straight up front be like look if you use my electrician that i put on my list that's really good you know i make x whatever it is so yeah I, list. if it's all transparent and it's someone that you believe in because you've either a seen their work or b have read their reviews and believe that they're a good company i don't really see the harm in it if everyone's transparent about what's happening right because what the customer is going to do so when i was in real estate obviously all my customers i'd say oh 
Google it or go to HomeAdvisor. And like, that's literally what they did. And they just rolled the dice on kind of whatever, whoever they chose. So yeah. no different or probably even worse than me saying, oh yeah, Ray over there, I, I've seen his roofing work. He's a good guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it'd be a good way to separate. And one thing I noticed, and since you've been in real estate, you know this, but uh, most people, if you, I've gotten referrals from people and being an inspector and anybody that's an inspector will know this. You, you have a hyper eye for certain things. Like if you can see when a wall moves like a three eighths of an inch over 20 feet, you can just see it. I mean, there's certain things you just pick up on just because you've done it so many times, thousands of times, but people that don't do it. So like, for example, I, had, I, I was in this business networking group and uh, the uh, painter in the group referred me to a handyman because I needed a handyman to refer. And I was like, oh, great. And I, um, I happened to be at his business during winter because they were doing like a Christmas party. And um, I was like, oh, this is, you know, a nice remodel in here. And he's like, oh, yeah, my handyman did it. And I'm like looking at it. And I could see the wall walked like three inches over like 15 feet. And I was like, oh, this looks like crap. And he didn't know. You know, he didn't know it looked like crap. But I was like, to me, I was like, this looks like, looks like crap. And so I, I always think, is the person you're getting the referral from, do they know the difference between a good referral and a crap referral? And I think that's why inspectors could do do a really good service for the industry and figure out a way to kind of hack Yelp to get back in pay. Because if you send someone to home advisor, you get nothing. You send someone to Yelp, you get nothing. Why not? If you're the expert and you can give maybe a checklist or some sort of back end, says here's the value add of why you should use my guy because I'm going to give you a checklist of how to inspect your own roof after he's done or whatever it is. I don't know. I yeah. think there's, a, there's an opportunity. I think there's something there. It's just putting it all together and making sure everyone feels our, our industry obviously are, are slower adopters to yeah. new ways of thinking. And so I think porch is like doing good things by warming up the industry to like, Hey, there's, there's connecting to the dots that's going to happen either way. Do you want to be a part of it or not? Um, yeah, so I I, <clears throat> we're always thinking of ways to do it to where it's fair and equitable and everyone feels like they're not being taken advantage and it's opt-in everything. So no one feels like you're taking their data. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think there's a way to do it. I, I haven't gotten over the mental hurdle yet of how to do it, but I think, yeah, I think what you guys are doing great. I like what everything you guys are doing. is awesome. Way to go, man. High five. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. No, it's really, it's really impressive. And I thought about creating a software, actually a software similar to yours. I, I did a FileMaker pro. Have you ever used that to, to, not whiteboard it, but to create a beta. And it came out very similar to what you had. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. But you actually got it done. I was like, that's even better. <laughs> uh, much to the chagrin of our wives and uh, bank accounts, but it ended, up, it ended up happening eventually. It was like 14 grand, I didn't create anything. So you're ahead of me, man. I was like, oh, this is great. I found out there's nobody that does FileMaker that's actually, you know, knows how to manage it. And I was like, oh, this, this is not going to work at all. But yeah. Whatever. You guys, yeah, you're doing a really good job. I'm, I appreciate it because we had home gauge and I felt like shooting myself every time I had to come home for like an hour write a report. I was like, Oh, this is just going to kill me, man. So, uh, yeah, I hope hope we're saving you guys time, man. That's all we care about is like, okay, if you could save time, then you can put your mind on other things or go make more money or think about other businesses, whatever you want to do. Time. And it's pretty and it looks pretty. It's way better rep representation and presentation for realtors. And I love it. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It looks you guys a have lot a, better. You're in a tech savvy city, right? I mean, Seattle's a pretty, uh, like, forward looking, you know, kind of like San Francisco type city. Right. So I knew the ports would do well up there. Yeah. Yeah. They loved all that stuff. They love clicking on, you know, all the photos and the back, everything we can put in their videos. And it's, 
they love that stuff. It's, we have a huge stacking center here. And so when it looks pretty, because just a lot of that, I'm not ripping a home gauge because we used them for like nine years, but their end product was okay. But yours is like pretty and it's online and people can forward it and people can do all kinds of different stuff. So it makes us look better. And it, I think it'll help us future push our, our uh, price point up because we, you know, if you compare apples with apples and someone's using an HG or, or another product and doesn't come out as nice. I mean, heck, we're ahead of them for sure. Yeah. And before I forget those other, you mentioned something earlier that you guys will be rolling out um, some different value props or services or whatever. Let's uh, let's make sure to highlight all that stuff on the site um, when it's ready or when you feel ready to promote it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. Yeah. Thanks. Tell, tell everyone about WTF Friday or, or what, <laughs> what the Friday movement that you got going on. Let's promote that a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that was just, Humor. I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of an asshole, kind of a smart ass. So whatever. Um, good, bad, or otherwise. What the Friday is something we started doing. Um, just because like, we see so much stuff that's just, just totally fucked, man. And it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I'll start laughing during an inspection, right? And I'll just be like, oh my god, this is hilarious. It's not good PR. You know, when the client's looking at you and their eyes are like two feet around, and you're just like laughing. But at the same time, you you kind of from my perspective, from a business perspective, I think you make it look real and make them understand what they're dealing with and make them understand anything on a house can be repaired or replaced. You know, everything can be rebuilt. You can rebuild the entire house. You like the neighborhood, you like, you know, all that different stuff. That's, that's the most important part. But um, what the Friday, I think just brought people into the reality that there is a lot of stuff wrong on every house, regardless if it's a brand new construction, which is the worst we've seen in, in the last 15 years around here or it's a hundred year old house. And most, there's, most people don't realize that when you're buying a house that's five or 10 or 20 years old or, or brand new, there's gonna be issues with it. And so using the What's the Friday uh, that we post every Friday on Facebook and then Instagram, um, I think it, it, it kind of, it makes people laugh, makes people think, but it also gets people to share it from a marketing perspective. Like the one we just recently did, Brandon, one of my inspectors, forwarded me a, a um, a photo because one of the things we do in our company is try to get everybody to push funny or interesting photos back to me so I can push them out on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. More and more traction. And if you have a multi-inspector team, I highly recommend you getting an Instagram or, or Facebook or both or Instagram will post to Facebook and we're okay at it. We're not great at it, but we're pretty good, pretty consistent for the last six years and um, taking funny photos or even, um, photos of like rooftop views when you're on a roof or, or just crazy stuff we see. And in the last one, I just post last Friday and I'll post one um, coming up Friday here tomorrow that uh, was, and I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting, um, but not like earth shattering. But here's the thing that I find fascinating when I post some of these things, and this has only happened once and we've posted probably, I don't know, 500 to a thousand of these photos. Um, it just happened this recently. And, and when you could, piss somebody off by posting something, I think you're moving the needle. And one of my buddies that does really good internet marketing, there's a book called Skinny Bitch. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard it. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Skinny Bitch. Okay. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. I think it's the name of it. But it's basically what she, she takes a very strong viewpoint on things, whether it is eating this or this diet or whatever. And she just uses your viewpoint. And what it does is it, by having a viewpoint instead of just being neutral or in the middle, you, um, you create people to talk about it, to chat or either completely agree with you or completely hate it. And you're moving the needle. You're getting people to talk about your brand, your identity. And I think it's important. And this happened. I'm doing, I'm doing more risque stuff now. I'm, I'm wanted to just kind of 
I don't want to say piss people off, but we get a conversation going. And so I just did one on new construction. It was an inspection. One of my inspectors took uh, Brandon and he took photos that there was no insulation in the crawl space, no vapor barrier. And it was missing a bunch of vents in the crawl space. And it's just like a perfect magnet for growing mold. And um, which is, is molds common everywhere, but new construction up here. And since we're, we're growing so quickly is, um, is terrible. A lot of it's terrible. And it doesn't matter price point from 500,000. We did a $3.3 million house recently on Mercer Island that, had no exaggeration, like 50 holes in the roof. And oh. some of this stuff is terrible. But when I posted the photo, I had three different pictures of it about the missing insulation, the vapor barriers, and the lack of the vents. And, um, and I, people shared it. I probably had like 50 interactions with people on Facebook on it and probably five or 10 shares with shared it to other people. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And, but I got one person DM'd me and, and on Facebook. And she said, you shouldn't post stuff like this. It makes new construction look horrible. You should do it. And she got all pissed off. And I was like, yes, finally, I got someone pissed off because they're, they're motivated. Cause I don't, you know, you don't hear from people, but when they're, they're kind of got moved on something cause she sells a lot of new construction. I was like, well, this is, we're not fabricating this. We're not Photoshopping any of this. This is something from an actual inspection and people should know, get your house inspected. You know, new construction does not mean it's brand new and it's perfect. It means it's been built outside in the rain and the environment by people that are probably learning how to build a house on your house, <laughs> which is the harsh truth, right? That's like literally so, telling a journalist not to report what they see in the news or something. Like you're reporting what you see. And so like, to that, yeah, and it's like, exactly. go, talk to, go tell that builder to do a better job or to take more time or to mind yeah, the Q and a better or something. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a really good way of thinking of it. And it's, yeah. We're just reporting the data. Don't kill the messenger. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. So it's, it's what's pretty the, comical. What are the Instagram handles and how can people find this stuff? Cause I think this, I think, oh, there you go. That's, I think that's they're hilarious. Blog. Look at that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. So we have uh, it's called W2F. What the, what the fuck. Right. But it's what the Friday WT Friday home inspections is that's our Instagram handle. And then uh, Facebook, you know, I got lucky cause I, I was doing a lot of internet marketing and reading on internet marketing. Um, and you can find me on Facebook. It's facebook.com. I'm sure you know this. You can do a for, you can do a vanity name, which is a forward slash yep. home inspection. That's me personally. So facebook.com forward slash home inspection. That's me. And then you could find me also facebook.com forward slash home inspection checklist. Cause those at the time when I did it, those were the most search terms uh, on Google for um, home. Inspection wow. Apps. So you got those two vanity URLs on Facebook before anyone else could swipe them up. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of hate mail out. People got pissed off. Dude, <laughs> that's so brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty lucky, but I, I mean, it was there was a bunch of them still, re you know, available at that time. It was probably I don't know, seven years ago, eight years ago. I can't think of it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's I like it. the industry and what you guys have done and made it simpler and easier and and make it. Um, I'm liking what you're doing in regards to being able to find out what your inspectors are doing and the driving the mileage thing and making it easier for us to manage multiple inspectors and. I think I am hoping people will, will figure out that this industry is, is rapidly changing and that if you don't combine your skills with other people in surrounding areas and try to, you know, figure out how to team up, you know, to keep you in your region and them in their region, but do a, a mind share of some sort or differentiate your services and add more services, uh, more of an expert, you're, you're going to get wiped out. And I would say you got five years max, um, Home Depot, I'm sure is going to jump into this industry and, 
and you're going to get spanked if you're thinking you're going to be able to survive on your 500 hour inspection when it's all of a sudden now valued at 299 or 200 or whatever it is. Totally so. agree. And so I think that's where networking, obviously not a hallmark of, um, you know, traditional contractors turned home inspectors. It's something people have to force themselves to do. I think you got to get out of your comfort zone. And like you said, form alliances, meet with people across the city. Um, it's not this whole, like, let me stay in my corner and not share my secrets. Cause you're right. The, the single man companies are probably going to be at risk. That's, I mean, I'm of that same opinion that, um, I've seen, I've seen multis just grow and grow and you guys can weather the storms, you know, that's, that's, totally. It's, a, it's an interesting industry. And this, one thing I'll point out that one thing we do, and I think most inspectors miss this, is um, is, th- is thinking about the industry and thinking about their client of, of how to build a relationship with the realtor and the client. And mm-hmm. one of the things, kind of our, I don't want to say secret sauce, but one of the things I, I taught my guys early on when they're doing the training, because you can do the technical training all day and you can become an SME really easy in this industry. I shouldn't say easy, but you know, within two years, you pretty much know what someone's been doing it 20 years roughly the same things, but customer interaction. And so one of the things I would highly recommend people is re- remembering this acronym called Ford. And have you ever heard of the Ford method? Tell me and I'll tell you if I, if it rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. You're just rambling, man. Um, the Ford method. So it's, uh, this is what we try to get our inspectors to do when they're out there doing an inspection and, and it works really well for building a relationship, but it also allows you to concentrate better. And, and so what it is, is Ford is it's four letters, F O R D. And so when you're interacting with your realtor and or your client, depending on who you're talking to, you, you go through the Ford method, which is you, you talk about their family, you talk about their occupation, you talk about their relationships, and you talk about their dreams. And if you can get the person talking, they're, they're not only less likely to, um, to ask you a bunch of technical questions about the house, but they're more opening up and you're building a tighter knit relationship with both the realtor and the, and the client. And that helps a ton. So we've done 10,000, over 10,000 inspections. We got stung on one and it was, and I fired the guy afterwards, but we got stung on one and it was, he just didn't do his job, unfortunately. But out of 10,000 inspections and only getting stung on one, that is pretty astronomically high uh, statistics. And I think a lot of it plays into building a relationship and people know that there's an issue or question or whatever. We do a thing called in your neighborhood. So we'll stop by your house for free when we're in your neighborhood, be it three years you know, 10 years down the road. And we've only had literally like 10 people um, do it. But the peace of mind they get when we when we talk about that, I think they're more comfortable calling us instead of just being a service provider, we are like an information expert or a person that they can rely on. And I think that helps. And if you can incorporate forward into your, your daily interaction with your clients and your realtors, I think it would help tremendously in decreasing your liability, but also building a tighter relationship with your with your realtors and your clients. Oh man, that's such next level stuff. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Like that, I mean, that and acronyms help. It sticks in your mind. And like Twight said it earlier today when he said like, friends usually don't sue each other. And so if your client feels like, like he was saying being friendly and likable is like a form of liability um, protection because our industry, totally. our industry over worries naturally about liability um, because the looming threat could take any company down. Can, you know, it could take a one man shop down at least. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, and then we, again, we got stung on one, but I mean, that's, I think, yeah, if you build a relationship with the people and they're comfortable calling you back and you always take care of them and that's what we do. There's a problem. Don't, we'll deal with it, whatever it might be, but um, it, it's just building a relationship that's tighter than just a piece of paper and your transaction. Like you went to McDonald's or something, right. build something where you, you know, you, where you actually have a, have a 
friendship kind of with them and they're comfortable calling or emailing or texting or whatever. And um, yeah, simplifying it with what you guys from a upfront standpoint, the, the scheduling online, like we don't have an office manager right now, which I'm going to hire one, but man, 95% of our business gets just scheduled online. I don't have to interact with anybody and it's fantastic. People are like, what do you mean you can operate your business like that? I'm like, I did nothing. It was actually Kevin and Michael. They did it. They made this happen. <laughs> I didn't do it, but it's so easy online to schedule. I'm like, boom, there you go. Just, and I just send them a link and I have an autoresponder on my phone. If someone calls me, they don't feel like answering the phone. I just autorespond them. And, and I know some people like to answer the phone and build a relationship or whatever, but we're like you were saying tech savvy up here in Seattle area. People don't want to talk to you. I hate to say it. They don't. Yeah. And they don't want to ask you questions. And my website has so much information on things to you guys and, and constantly adding information. Um, it answers, you know, all their questions and it, maybe I'll miss one or two, maybe even a week, which whatever, if I don't have to answer the phone and I can increase my quality of life done. Wow. So you, you no, that can't be right. 95%. Yeah. I don't interact with anybody for the most part. Yeah. We got, I don't know. We got booked inspections, 30 inspections this week or something. And I think I interacted with maybe three or four people or something. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, um, and oh, granted, I'm gonna call granted online. You've built good relationships over the years, right? So then there's people that don't feel like they need to talk to you. So for the new guy, I don't recommend trying to go that route. But yeah, definitely in your situation, this, that makes that makes your business that much more scalable. Yeah, 15 years. I mean, it did take a long time. And I used to interact with, but I think, um, and I was talking to Ross actually yesterday about it. And he, he had a good point, And I got to do this more myself. The, the thing from a business marketing, once you get to a higher level or, or once you don't have to answer the phone every day and every 10 minutes and answer every you know, what is the home inspection? You know, those kind of stupid questions. Right. Um, you, you, uh, you can get to the level where you can start just building tighter and tighter relationships with your realtors and going to them and say, what do you need beyond the home inspection? Do you need content? Do you need, do you need some sort of marketing? I mean, try to tighten that relationship as much as you can. So no other new inspector comes in there with, you know, a hundred dollar off coupon or whatever can really snag your realtors. And so if you can tighten that relationship by going to lunch or going to beers or whatever you're going to do, uh, I think that's, time better spent than answering, you know, what is a home inspection questions, um, better, better use of your time. And you know, that, that's what I'm going to focus on in the next year, more business, biz, uh, business development, you know, partners, development, stuff like that. Cause I think one of that's a lot of inspectors miss too. They don't, they don't think about how to add more value beyond the inspection. Like people loved forwarding that recent inspection or the one with the photos and they got a lot of interaction on their own Facebook page and their own Instagram page because of it. And so now I'm like, Hey, what we should do a, a, a webinar with your, you know, your clients that are thinking about buying new construction and I could be on there for 15 minutes and talk about X, Y, and Z and show them pictures or whatever you want to do. And it, it shows the realtor having more in-depth knowledge about the industry and then having partners that can actually bring a lot of value. And it costs me what 15 minutes of my time. It's money time well spent. Gosh, it, I'm sighing because you talk about like you just dropped probably like four or five like amazing ideas that could transform many people's businesses and you said it just like it was nothing. And so like that shows that you, you think on the different level, but I want people to like actually take these things and be like, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to create a webinar? What am I going to say? And like actually think about these ideas because um, you clearly are on a different level in terms of your vision and just knocking this stuff out and you just take action. Whereas I think, too many guys get caught in the analysis paralysis stage. Oh, thanks. That's very nice. Yeah. There's a guy around here that's super successful in real estate. And he, I'm just going to be like, you said, just be who I am. And he, and he makes stupid money. Like he's, he's an investor up here. And, um, and he has this shirt that says, fuck how. And it's, he's, he's, yeah, he's from, um, 
he's from the not Philippines. He's a Vietnamese, I believe, and it's fuck. It's P H A U K or something like that, and it's how, and it it doesn't it doesn't say you know F U C K. It's, it's yeah. but it's a it's hilarious. But he kills it, and he's like, you don't have to always know every single step. Just put your you know put your 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 sight out there and start figuring out why you're going, and that, and that's what you got to do. I don't I think otherwise you get stuck in the minutia, and I've done it too, and I. I mean, like a couple of years ago, like six years ago, um, this is a tangent a little bit, but we, we got the opportunity to do two, two pilot television shows for home inspection. And one of my buddies that kills at internet marketing, he's like, dude, you got to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, write a book. I'm going to be famous. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I spent literally like two years cranking out a book and like, like 20 grand or $15,000. I'm writing this book and I sold one. And I was like, that was the worst use of my time ever. But at the, <laughs> at the same time, I was like, hey, man, I learned a lot about the process. And I learned about what I want to do. And I created a bunch of data and videos and all these different things that are useful and helpful for people. And I just keep regurgitating them and sending them out to clients and stuff like that. And I think, um, I think you, like forward action creates more. Once you create movement, you, you get other things that come together and, you know, that you weren't expecting it. But if you try to think out, every single step from here to where your goal is, man, you're never going to go anywhere. Never gonna get the fall, yeah. Fall forward and keep moving. At least you're moving. I don't That's, like, I don't like to fail fast, fail often. I don't like that. Cause I think, I don't think you necessarily need to fail to move, but you, you don't be scared of failing. Don't, don't stop yourself from trying. Um, Oh, I love yeah, that. I Let, let's get those book sales up. Well, let's link to, I'll link to that from the description of this episode. And, uh, we'll oh, get, nice. We'll, we'll quadruple your book sales over. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be crazy. I didn't know that about that's, you. Though. That's, that's so cool that you've written a book. Like I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have known that. <clears throat> exactly. You don't sound that smart. So I was like, I didn't even know you can operate crayons. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was interesting. I learned a lot. And once my wife found out how much money and time I spent, she's like, what in the hell are you doing? And I was like, I love you. I love you. Let's stay married. This is going to be great. So, but it was fun. I did the pilot television show one with her in it about mold, which I didn't know anything about mold. And then uh, I did one about just interior inspections. And it was fast. It was a fascinating process, man. So we did 14 hours of taping for 22 minutes of usable video. And it was, yeah, it was like, Oh my God, people that do this for a living, they're at a different level, man. This is way too much work. That's cool but, though. Are you able to say which like network or channel it was potentially for? Oh, uh, Lion TV was out of uh, New York and then the Flip This House Network out of Southern California. Okay. So did it ever, did anything ever become of it or is the episode out there it, in the wild? It's amazing. Nothing. No, nothing came of it. They squashed both of them. We were like, oh yeah, we're not going to do this. But I found out because one of my buddies that, um, she's the one that, Lion TV reached out to me and Flip This House, we reached out to them. But the, um, the what I found out, she's, she has a show on Animal Planet and she, um, or used to have a show on Animal Planet, totally different tangent, but. She um, she showed me how to write a season of, of reality TV shows. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, this is how you do it. And she's like, there's got to be a conflict. There's got to be a resolution. There's got to be an end. There's got to be an opening. And I was like, reality, my ass. This is just terrible. Formula. It was, totally, it was yeah. super formula. Yeah, she's like, you, you need to find a, a, a strong female uh, realtor that you can argue with. And you got to find a strong... <laughs> You know, maybe perhaps because you're trying to figure out demographics, she's like, you need maybe like because you have Asians, a lot of Asian Asians up there. You should get an Asian woman you can argue with, and maybe a, a a male, a gay male that you can argue with, and 
I was like, what the f- This is just, this isn't right. This is, makes no sense, right? But you should do it. Was, <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah, still. It was weird. It was really weird. I was like, this is, oh, man, this doesn't make any sense. And I don't know. I, I probably would have done it, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. I would have done it. I'm sure I would have done it. My ego's big enough. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a different world, but it's, it's fascinating. I like what you guys have built, man. You get a subscription model, killing it, building some software, and you're actually interacting with your client base and figuring out what they want, where they want to go. I, I'm super impressed, man. I'm giving you a fist bump and maybe even a hug next time I see you, man. It's yeah, magical. yep, that's right. We owe each other a lot of beers over the month <laughs> talking. So um, yeah. maybe we'll try we to get out some one of the IEB things too and try and crash that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't get down there as much as I should. It just it takes a long. I mean, like a three day class down there from Washington is like a five day commitment. It's like you know a couple like five grand for me. Yeah. So I try to do as much as I can online and figure it out. But I think they're building a they're they're being honest and open to what they're doing and how they're trying to do it and what they're growing and, and people are interacting and I'm, I'm like an open book. Anybody wants to hit me up, feel free, ask me questions. I don't care. Um, I spend a lot of time, energy, effort building this company, but it's not like you can't do it anywhere else in the United States. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a fun industry and I think people um, don't share enough. Yeah. Don't, you know, there's enough business out there, especially Washington specifically. I'm not sure about other areas, but, there's so much business, man. The people that aren't getting inspections, that should get inspections, or people that are having elderly people in a, in a house that should have their house inspected for safety requirements. And there's a children, child-proofing homes. There's a million different ways to spin the inspection industry. And I think people are just so, like you, have, like you said earlier, I have kind of a death grip on their little piece of the world. I'm like, man, open up. This is a, this is a two-way street. Let's just share and move forward, man. Why not? You know, and it's like you, you're, you're by nature an entrepreneur. So it's, um, you know, you open your mind up. You don't have that fixed mindset where you're saying, okay, what else can we do? Okay, cool. Let's try it and see if it works. Let's see what the ROI is. And so, um, yeah, I think just people hearing this will, it'll help say, okay, like what should I be thinking about? Should I be thinking about doing other things and how to do it differently? So, um, man. It tested it, right? So I have a, I have a question for you. So you clearly are a man of many talents and have your mind going, you know, your, your mind seems like it goes in a hundred directions every given day. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, <laughs> your wife's probably fist bumping me right now. Um, how, how do you like compartmentalize? Okay. I got to keep, keep my team motivated, keep my team happy. Um, I got to keep running this business while, I don't know, doing a pilot for a reality show, writing a book, um, trying to, you know, flip in a house. Like how do you, what's your process for all this? You know, what's been a game changer for me, um, for, I, I like to work. I, I, I've always liked to work. I mean, when you're poor and you, you have to eat, so you, you get this kind of built into you. Um, but I, I really like, I enjoy working and, um, compartmentalizing it. I don't know if that's a good way of saying it, but the way I, the flow I get into it and I think, that's why I kind of made a joke about it, but I'm real. I'm serious about it. I think you, people need to think, take into account downtime and schedule in downtime into their life and schedule uh-huh. in sleep. And if you don't do those things, downtime and sleep and um, what we all I've also scheduled in now is is I go CrossFit every day. I, I've gone 200 days last year, and I'll probably do more than 200 days this year. And it's just something I've, I just said. Look, I'm scheduling this, and it's part of my life. And and I think that's what people need to do. And our guys from, from my management structure is pretty hands off. I don't ping them. Every, I talk to them probably every day via text and stuff, but I have confidence in them and I let them go do their thing. I follow up and read some of the reports. I, I reach out to the realtors. I talk to them. I don't get in their 
year, every 10 seconds. I know some people do meetings every morning and things like that. I, I just, I don't, I don't like wasting time. And I, I'd really like to go to the gym or I'd like them to go on a hike or like them to spend more time with their wife or their kids or do something that they, they, that's really going to add value to their life. And I think, um, understanding people and quality of life has really helped my home inspection business kind of operate by itself and automating it with your guys' system has, has made my life a hundred times easier. And then the other systems is, um, sometimes I just end up crunching it. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll work probably 75 days out of the next 90 days on this house. Cause I just mm-hmm. want to get it hundred percent done. Um, but I also, we've taken, since I've owned this home inspection business, we've taken huge vacations. I went to Australia for eight weeks. We went to Europe for six weeks, went to Ireland for six weeks. We've traveled and just lived life and had a quality of life. And I think, I think if you set that precedent that your employees realize that, Hey, if I, if I want to take off, like one of my guys went to two, I think it took a month off last year. He got married and he went to Hawaii for a month. And then another guy went to Costa Rica for, I think two weeks. Um, I think it makes it easier to retain your employees, but also know that, hey, man, we only got one life. This is it. You want to go out and do something. Let's just schedule around it and go do it. Go to Iceland. Go to go walk the Appalachian Trail, whatever the hell you want to do. Um, and I, I kind of encourage that. And it makes my life easier because I don't have to stress about them thinking they're going to take off because most people don't run companies like that. Most people want to know that that person gives me a very specific ROI gives me a very, you know, you need to work these 60 hours a week. I don't, I don't, I just don't operate like that. And that it's from a business perspective. Um, um, I could probably make more money if I ground. Yep. You cut out again. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Someone called me. No, you're good. You said you could probably make more money if. Oh yeah. If you, um, if you ground people, you know, just put them through the churn and know that every two years you got to get a new guy in there and a new guy. And I, I don't, I'm a quality of life person hundred percent. Cause when I was in tech making stupid money, I, uh, I didn't have a quality of life. I was making really good money, but I, I think it's akin to like sitting in your driveway in a Ferrari while your house is on fire. I think that's kind of, you know, just like look around the whole picture, man. You might be driving this super fancy car making X, but you're grinding people and they, you know, the, one of your one of your employees didn't make your kids soccer game because you had to have them do this inspection. I think, I don't know. I think quality of life is way way more important than uh, crunching all these numbers and, and and just optimizing everybody for every minute of their life. And so, yeah, compartmentalizing. But I think I think being kind to yourself is one of the things I'm learning to do this year. Um, and seeing where I think from an inspector standpoint and running a company standpoint is um, what I'm doing in the next 30 days or so sitting down with each one of my inspectors, they've already sent back to me a questionnaire of what their goals are short-term, long-term, you know, what would be your ultimate year, things like that already. But I'm going to sit down with them and say, look, how can we get these things as part of the home, home inspection of what you're doing and investing? One guy wants to invest in real estate. One guy might parse his property. Another guy wants to travel. So figuring out their long-term vision of why they're here and with the company is um, makes my life a lot easier because I'm, looking out for them more than just a number. And I think, um, I don't know. I just don't like those kind of companies and I don't like grinding people. And I don't, I want to, I want to wake up smiling and I want to know my employees are out there working their ass off and doing what they're supposed to doing, not skipping the crawl space because they don't want to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> what so, a great yeah, way I think, to manage. I think that's, everyone could learn from that, whether they're managing themselves or managing one other guy or going to hire someone, it, it can be done. And I think, uh, people think, Oh, well, you'll miss inspections or you'll upset age. It's like everyone's human. And I think yep. they're attracted yep. to that authenticity. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's great. Yeah, I think, I mean, you guys are doing it. Laura's a great, I've, that's the only, I've, Laura I've interacted with, and I can't think of anybody else. Sorry, I hope I'm not missing somebody. But she's been fantastic. So whoever, however you hired her, she was great. But it's, awesome. um, it, it, she's just very helpful, very professional, very fast. Almost too fast. I, I, I tease her every night. I'm like, what are you doing at 8 o'clock? Answer my email. That's not right. You should, I have, you she's one of those ones where I say, you know, I tell her, I said, go enjoy your evening. I got it. Like, go, like. <laughs> totally. Exactly, because you grind yourself down, man. Enjoy life, man. I, uh, on another tangent, I'll tell you about a friend that I'll tell you real quick. This is part of this. This is not really part of home inspection, but I'll just tell you one of the things that you've heard of the quake books and things like that. Things that you're, yep. you're that term. Yeah. So this quake book for me was Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, which everybody I'm sure has read now. But um, a quake situation that happened in the last year was um, <clears throat> one of my good friends went in for a dental. Um, he was getting a, um, a dental implant. And uh, he was getting his, um, his tooth put in and they gave him a shot of Novocaine and they left the room and they came back and he's like, Hey, you know, it still doesn't feel numb. And so I gave him another shot, left the room. And when they came back the second time, he had no oxygen. He had, he had like no oxygen for like seven or 10 minutes or something. Whoa. And he, uh, crazy man. And no oxygen. So he ended up in a coma and, and, and he's been, this is like six months later. He's in an adult family home. He's a, uh, he can't remember the last 10 years of his life. I mean, all this stuff happened and just from going to the dentist. And I think for me, my perspective was just seeing, I mean, he's someone I totally looked up to and to see his life flip in a matter of literally going to the dentist. I was like, Holy shit, man, anything can happen. That's why part of the reason I did the drone thing. I'm like, Hey, it's, it's 2,500 bucks and probably $4,000, maybe 5,000 total to get my guys not going on these steep roofs. Cause they'll go wherever I need them to go. But, I'm like, dude, this is an investment. You don't want to swan dive off one of these roofs, man. So that just knowing that these little situations and how fragile we are as a, as a human, man, it, it makes you think about it. It makes you think it, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, you're right. It's just not worth it. That's usually the answer to most things. The risk reward is terrible. So yeah, I went <laughs> rambling style. Sorry, man. No, I love it. This is entertaining as hell. I think it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, we gotta we gotta wrap up but like is there anything yeah. is there anything that we didn't bring up or talk about i know we kind of kind of covered everything in a windy fashion but w what else is going on out there in the home inspection world that you think i didn't ask or that you want to put out oh, no that's a good question um no i think you did a great job i think you covered a lot of data where i think it's going what it's doing and um i don't know, take the plunge what are you waiting for that's my whole thing man that's what i'm doing this year that's why the part of the reason we bought this we bought a duplex and, and uh I've never done PEX plumbing. I've done PVC, CBC, PVC, and ABS and thousands of linear feet, but I've never done PEX plumbing. And, it's, and uh, I'm just, the reason I'm saying this is because it's a, I think you got to at some point jump, man. You can't, you can't jump the chasm in two hops. So you got to jump and start making your life what you want it to be. And um, if you want to go to the gym every day, go to the gym, man. Or if you want to, if you want to start spending time with your kids in the weekend, spend time with your kids in the weekend. I don't know. There's no, you're, you're the only one holding yourself back. And I think um, whether you're a home inspector and if you're not thinking about where this industry is going, um, you're going to get spanked. And so you better start differentiating and you better start building tighter relationships with your realtors and, and asking them what they want. Most people don't do that. So, hey, what, how can I add value to them? And just interview them for five minutes or 10 minutes. If you can't go for a coffee, call them up and just be like, hey, how can I do this? And you know, one, th one tip that I, I remember when I first started, and I think it's a good tip, um, if you're just starting out in the industry, you know, called if you can get a hold of Busy or Realtors or whoever you can get a hold of, 
And most people say, hey, I already have my one or two inspectors and just be like, hey, can I be your backup third inspector? That was really good advice. I don't know if I got that from Gramico or who I got that from, but um, just telling people you you want to be their backup inspector. And at least you're top of mind at some point, three, three deeps better than not being top of mind at all. Um, but I, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's fantastic. It's going to be a game changer. And I think um, people aren't using the software and then you guys have taken an approach for, from a business perspective on the industry instead of just building software, which I think is fantastic. And where you're, where you're going and the value adds you're, you're bringing on board with the software is awesome. So Man. kudos to you, my friend. Nice work. We appreciate it. That means a lot to us. We're super excited to have met you. Um, every time I talk to you, I feel like, I tell the team, it's like, man, this is work. I get to go talk to Farron for an hour and a half. Like, um, <laughs> to drink a beer, you're like, what? Oh, I cannot listen to this guy ramble anymore. God's <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> you could, you drop some nuggets throughout the, throughout the, throughout the time. You drop nuggets on them. Um, like like scratching down to four minutes of useful information. There you go. There, yep. there they are. Yep. I keep planting the seed with everybody for a SpectoraCon. So you would definitely be a speaker at a SpectoraCon if we have one. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh man, man. It'd be super fun. I love that. I love to do all that stuff and I love to give back and I love to anywhere I can interact and, and help people in this. So they want to reach out with me on the Facebook or Instagram or however direct message me. I don't care. I'll, I'll tell them what I know and hopefully it'll help them. I and mean, we're all going to die sooner or later, right? Why not go out with a smile? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So I'll link to stuff in the description where people can get awesome. a hold of you. Um, if that's all right, if people say, Hey, I like this guy's energy. I want to, I want to reach out to him and shoot the shit. Um, yeah, feel, that'd be great. yeah. Hey, we're looking, I'm going to, sorry, so we cut you off for a second. We are looking for hiring an inspector in Seattle and one uh, South of Seattle and a sewer scope guy. So if anybody meets that requirements, man, you will get beers and hang out with me and we'll talk about it. It'd be awesome. And change your life. What we're trying to do is keep everybody, in their physical region. So you won't travel more than like 10 miles instead of doing 35 miles or 50 miles. That's amazing. Um, you know, we let's, we'll talk later, but yeah, if we, we have, um, if there's guys in the area that already use Spector that are looking to, um, maybe not go generate the business and just work, we'll connect you with them. That'd be awesome. Quality of life, man. I'll give you a finder's fee. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Just the beer is enough. I appreciate it. It'll be a giant beer. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well right on man um thanks a bunch i really appreciate you making the time and just uh, making this happen i i think this will be a great episode i think everyone will enjoy it. i might have to break it up into two parts even so we'll get double juice out of it nice yeah sorry you can just call it the ram- t- title of the rambling man but yeah thanks it's fun i really I always enjoy chatting with you and you built a successful company you guys have done a really good job so kudos my friend kudos you did something i couldn't do so i'm super impressed we'll keep it all rolling man we'll talk to you soon all right, sounds good, Kevin. Take it easy, brother. All right, Baron.